Hey Daydreamer, are you tired of your current website? Do you have some problems with it that maybe you just quite can't put your finger on? Yeah, well then this episode is for you. We're going to cover four categories of easy things that you can do to your website right now to serve your clients and to drive sales. Let's jump into it. Hey, I'm Asher James. And in this podcast, I'm going to guide you to all of the tips and mindset shifts that you need to get you out of your dead end day job and into living your own daydream. I'm so excited that you're choosing to show up for yourself today and to learn and grow as an entrepreneur. Now let's dive into the episode. All right. I hope that you are off to an amazing year so far here in 2024. I hope that you had a great holiday. Personally for me, I got to spend lots of time with family and I had five family Christmases to go to between parents and grandparents and different families. It's just been, it's been awesome. So now that it's the new year, I'm so freaking stoked to uh, see what we have in store for this podcast. And with that being said, I'm excited to get started with today's episode. So throughout this episode, I may be referencing the Story Brand Framework by Donald Miller. If you have not read his book, Building a Story Brand, I would highly recommend it. I'm going to put a link to the book down in the description of the episode for you to check out after the show. And in my opinion, it should be at the top of your winter reading list. But for our purposes today, what is the story brand framework? Well, what it shouldn't be confused with is how to tell your story to your clients. Rather, it's more like positioning yourself as the Yoda to their Luke Skywalker. And just like Yoda, you are going to guide them and help them achieve their goals and their dreams along their journey. So something important to point something important to point out here is that this is about their hero's journey, not yours. So this may sound harsh, but Your clients, they don't really care about you and your story, at least not yet. So you have to keep in mind that everybody is selfish and they only want what is going to be best for them. They they won't be obsessed with your brand. They won't be obsessed with you until you show them how you are going to be helping them and supporting them in in attaining what is important and what is exciting and what their goals are, you know? So what they want to know is that you're the right person to help them in achieving their goal. So in the story brand framework, Miller breaks this down into six categories. Number one, a character. That is your client. Number two, they have a problem. That means that they're searching for a service that's going to solve this problem. Number three, they meet a guide. That is you. Number four, who gives them a plan? That's your offerings. And number five, calls them to action. This is how um, they can book you and buy your offer and service. And number six, that results in success, which means that you have successfully solved their problem and made their life better. So as we go through this episode, I just want you to keep that in mind, that every single thing that you have on your website should be focused on helping them make it easy to get what they want. If you notice that you're accidentally putting up any sort of roadblock or resistance, just know that this is going to drive people away and it's gonna make things way more difficult for them. And people like for things to be easy. So. With that being said, let's jump into my first easy update that you can make on your website, and that is making things more personal. I want you to make your website more personal. Think of your homepage as your living room in your house and you have guests coming over for dinner. Just like when someone comes up to your door, uh, you're going to go up and you're going to greet them. You're going to give them a hug, ask them how they're doing, you know, all that sort of stuff. What are what you're not going to do is probably, you know, leave the door unlocked and expect your guests to come in by themselves awkwardly and come and find you. That's that's just 
just weird. So once you welcome them in, what are you going to do next? You know, you're going to show them where they can hang their coats, where they can go and sit down. And you're going to tell them something like, you know, about what happens next. Maybe it's, hey, I'll be over here in the kitchen making some appetizers and I'll have them out to you in 15 minutes. You know, can I get you a cocktail or something? So what we need to do is the same sort of thing on our website. We need to be a good host and we need to be welcoming and personal so that our clients can settle in and get comfortable in knowing that you are going to take care of them. So how do we do this? What is this easy update that we can make? I think that one of the best ways that you can make your website more personal is by putting a video on your website. And I know showing up on video is something that we can get really nervous about doing, but trust me when I say it's something that you can be doing and it's something that is so easy and it's something that's so important in establishing trust with your potential clients. And you know, it doesn't need to be a high production either. You can just go and find some nice lighting or stand by a window, or maybe you're outside and you're on a walk. All you need to do is just film a little video of you saying, hey, welcome to my website. For example, here's a script of a video that I have on my wedding photography homepage. I say something like, hey, welcome to my website. I'm stoked that you're here. And I, what I want you to do is to go ahead and check out my portfolio if you haven't already done so. Float through some of those photos, watch some of the films, and I want you to see what speaks to you and inspires the wedding that you are dreaming of. Then when you're ready, you can go ahead to the top of the screen. You can click the button in the top right-hand corner of my website that says contact me. That's gonna lead you to the contact form that's gonna take you just 30 seconds to fill out. Then I'll have a response for you within hours. That's how excited I am to meet you and how excited I am to get started on building the wedding that you've always been dreaming of. So can't wait to see your inquiry. Chat soon. So as you can see, you're basically just welcoming people into your universe by telling them that, you know, what they need to do and guiding them through the whole process, uh, through the process that it takes to work with you, you know? So just like you're going to do when you guide people into your home, when they come over for dinner. So here's a little quick tip for you. Marketing is doing the things that other people are not willing to do. So for example, when was the last time you went to another photographer's website and actually saw a personal video like this? It doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be personal. The biggest thing that we forget is that all people are looking for is connection. And if you want to take things a step further, I would encourage you to look at this app called Video Ask. It's a little um, like chat bot that you can put on your website. It's similar to a chat box that appears in the bottom right hand corner uh, that's text focused, but this one is actually video focused. So it's super cool. It takes a little bit more work to set up and it's something that I'm going to be doing this year. So it appears, like I said, in, as a little bubble in the bottom right hand uh, corner of your screen with no sound. And it's just you talking. It's a visual of you talking in this little bubble, but they can't hear anything until they click on it. So there's this little like, oh my gosh, what is this person saying, you know, in the bottom corner. And then when they open it, you can say like, hey, welcome. I'm stoked you're here. I'm stoked you're on my website. Um, and then you can offer them some quick fix options to pick from. Um, so if you want to learn more about how to get in contact with me, you can click this button. Boom. Um, if you're excited uh, and you want to view my portfolio and some of my work, you can click here. If you have a question, you can click on these options below and I have some pre-built in frequently asked questions all answered for you in these little videos. So I, I want to be clear, this is not like an ad read for Video Ask, but if anyone at Video Ask is listening, what's up? Um, but it is something that, like I said, I'm going to be doing this year and something I'm going to be putting on my website. So I would highly encourage you to do the same. Um, one of the other things that I want you to do, this is just a really quick one. I want you to put more photos of yourself on your website. 
This is so important in building trust with your website vis visitors because it allows your main character to learn about who their guide is. It's as simple as that. It's you communicating with your main character who you are and how you're going to help them. So get some more photos of yourself on your website. And one of the next things that I want you to do, the next point I want to make here, um, the easy update that you can make to your website is clearly guiding them through all of the steps it takes to work with you. So let's imagine that you're at the supermarket. You've had some time, you've walked around, you filled up your cart with groceries, and now you're ready to check out. You head up to the front of the store and that's when you notice there are no checkout lanes. What are you gonna do? You're probably gonna feel anxious, you're probably gonna be confused, you're probably just gonna want to go somewhere else that makes it easy for you, right? So what I want you to do is to list three steps on your website that clearly define the journey that your main character needs to take to check out and give you their money. This means that you need to ask for the sale. And I know that this is one of the things that we feel the most nervous about in our businesses. I know that you probably hate selling your offers to people, but if you clearly define and lay out the steps for people that it, that it makes it and make it easy for them to learn and just follow along those steps, then you and your client won't even have to think about, you know, selling when it comes time for that, when it comes time to pay for your services. It's just going to make sense that that is the next logical step, you know. So, for example, step number one can be fill out my contact form. That's your next step, and I will have a response for you within hours. Step number two, then you'll see a way to book a meeting with me where we'll sit down and chat all about your wedding dreams, build a package that's perfect for you, and then you can submit your deposit and we'll make it official. And the third step is me showing up to your wedding and making some absolute magic together. That's as simple as it needs to be. You don't need to overwhelm them with all the intricacies of the whole process and every single step that it takes. But if you can just clearly lay these three easy logical steps out for people of what it's like to work with you and what they need to do next, your clients are going to feel taken care of. So the next easy update that you can make to your website is on pricing and selling. Yes, pricing, the age old question, should you list your prices on your website? Let's dive into it. So I have done a little bit of all of these over the years. You know, um, in my current opinion is that since I'm here to solve my clients' problems, I don't want to create more problems for them by being a gatekeeper of knowledge. So what I mean by this is that some people on um, their pricing page list all of their you know, prices. Some people list their starting prices. Some people don't list pricing at all. They say inquire to get my pricing guide. And honestly, I don't want my clients to have to take any extra steps or to feel any resistance when it comes to looking at the prices on my website, my current packages or any of the special offers that I have. I list all of it out clearly for my clients to find. Now, you may have heard that some high end photographers start with like their or put their starting prices and. I think that's a mistake. I would rather see you list your average investment. Like I kind of mentioned, that's something that people do as well, because what you're actually doing when you're listing your starting price is you are anchoring your customer lower, right? You're, you're subconsciously making your client think that you're cheaper than you actually are so that you have a higher chance of them reaching out to you. But now what you're going to notice is that you're going to be fighting an uphill battle when you try to pitch them your largest package, right? Or the package that you're wanting to pitch them because they've already been anchored at your lower prices. So anything else that they see from then on out is going to appear expensive and they might look somewhere else. So 
However, if you say most of my clients that book with me spend about this much, now what you're doing is you're being truthful about what your past clients have booked with you. You know, you're, you're now serving the person on your website and you're building trust with them because you're building social proof from past clients. Social proof is huge in your business. What you are essentially communicating is that your, your clients, um, you know, past clients have been doing this, so you should do it too, you know? And that, I think that that's way better than listing your starting price. So like I said, I'm, I'm here to solve my clients' problems. I don't want to create more problems or create more roadblocks for them. So I'm just going to clearly list out my prices on my website. So this, this nicely kind of ties into my second point about selling and pricing, and that is that selling is serving, right? So trust me, the best way to create a sale is to just start working for your client and serving them way before they even give you a dollar. You know, think about it. If you're a client, uh, if you're in a client meeting and you, you've already been helping them timeline plan or you've been giving them ideas for their wedding for free, you know, your client is going to be thinking, oh my God, this person is already helping me with so many things that I've been struggling with and I haven't even paid them yet. I can't imagine what it's going to be like when I actually start working with them and give them some money. So what I want for you to do is to change your mindset from having to prove to your clients that you're worth your prices, but I want you to show them by getting straight to work for them right away. And I want you to do this for every single person that has an inquiry meeting with you, because even if they don't book with you, they may go ahead and refer you to someone else because of the experience that you gave them. Even if you weren't the perfect fit for them, they may refer you to one of their friends who you may be the best fit for. And so the third way that you can serve your clients in this pricing and, and um, selling area here topic that I'm talking about <laughs> is by giving them some extra motivation to reach out by introducing urgency. So for example, when I'm shopping around and I'm looking for some new clothing, or maybe I'm looking for a new piece of gear for my camera kit or whatever, I often say to myself, yeah, you know, I like it, but I'm just going to put it on my wish list and I'm going to wait and see if I can get it sometime in the future. You know, I don't really need it right now. There's no urgency for me to get it. But let's say I'm shopping around and I see some sort of special offer, or maybe there's only five of these items left, or maybe they're only available for the next 12 hours or the next week. You know, maybe it's like a drop of something. This is going to encourage me to take action because of the urgency. So for you, this might look like, uh, you know, you saying that you only take 15 clients a year. I mean, think about how many people get married in a year. If you're only taking 15 clients, 20 clients, 30 clients a year, it's really important that you tell people that, you know, it's really, it's really important, important that they, they see that and they want to be, I, they say to themselves, I want to be one of those 15 people, you know? Um, so if you're only taking that amount, I want you to list that on your website. I want you to say something like, Hey, I'm only taking five more weddings in 20, 2024. This is going to create the urgency and scarcity of your services. And uh, if your client doesn't act now, they're going to be missing out on the best possible offer for themselves. So keep this in mind. This is all about serving and encouraging your clients to take action. So always keep it focused on them. Hey dreamers, I want to take a quick second to say how pumped I am for you and, and that you're here listening to my brand new podcast, Living Your Daydream. And since I'm talking about easy updates that you can make to your website today, 
I did want to just take a quick moment to let you know that for the next two weeks of this episode dropping, I am going to be offering my website audit for 50% off. It's a new year, so there's no better time to revamp your website than right now. Engagement season is here, and that only means that there are so many newly engaged couples out there browsing the internet and taking a look at all of the websites from photographers in their area. So if you've been waiting to take action and to take the time and make the updates that your website needs so that you can book more of your ideal clients, and more importantly, serve your clients better and make the whole process fun, easy, and engaging engaging for them, then this website audit is going to be the perfect thing for you to start off the new year. So like I said, for the first two weeks of this episode coming out in January, 2024, I am going to be offering my website audit for 50% off. I'm going to jump on your website, let you know all of the stuff that I think that you could be doing better. I'm going to give you some ideas of things that you could add to your website. And all you need to do is just run down to the show notes to nab this offer. And I will see you there now. Let's dive back into the episode. So I want to wrap things up here by giving you some rapid fire uh, mistakes that you might be making on your website. So mistake number one, linking out to Instagram. Think about it. Why would you send someone back up your funnel when you could, you know, when you could be sending them to your portfolio or sending them to your contact form? Like, when people are on Instagram, they click the link in your bio and then they get to your website. You've already done so much work to get them onto your website. So that is just not logical for them to go back to Instagram, right? Like if they get on your website and you link them back to Instagram, you're just creating this loop. And honestly, would you rather have a client book you at a few thousand dollars or would you rather have another follower on Instagram? You know, so get Instagram off of your homepage don't link people out to it. If you really want people to go and follow you on Instagram, then I think you should have it on a thank you page. This is another thing um, that not a lot of us have. So for example, after someone sends you an inquiry, they can be redirected to a thank you page. Honestly, this could be a whole nother episode in and of itself now that I'm talking about it. But if you're using HoneyBook or Studio Ninja or something similar, uh, a lot of those CRMs have a way that any website visitor that submits um, an inquiry to you, they can be redirected then after they hit the submit button to a new page. And this is the thank you page. So this will help them stay on your website instead of jumping off of your website and continuing to search for their photographer, you know, and jumping over to other people's websites. It's going to help serve them. Like I said, selling is serving. So if you can start working for them by sending them your most popular blog posts, sending them a video of how to build a timeline, uh, even just sending them a template on how to build a timeline, anything that can help them right away while you are working on responding to their email inquiry. So if you want people to then go and visit your Instagram page, this would be the place to do it. You can go ahead and link it out on your thank you page um, with purpose saying something like, okay, now that you've sent me an inquiry, send me a DM on Instagram and we can chat all about your wedding even before we jump on a call. Another mistake, this is the, the second uh, mistake here that I'm seeing a lot on people's websites, is not having a clear call to action. This means that you're thinking too much like an artist and not enough like a client. And I know when we're looking at our websites, we want it to be perfect, beautiful, curated. And I 
we think that everyone that visits our website is going to go to every single page. They're going to scroll from top to bottom. And realistically, very few people do that. Very few people are actually going to scroll all the way to the bottom or see every single page of your website. So because of this, you need to have a clear call to action in every section, or at least in every couple of sections. This is going to help guide them to that clear, logical next step, which is what people are actually looking for. So very few people are going to make any new decisions until they have had a meeting with you. So having a clear call to action in a, and a list of steps for people to follow is going to be very important. Ties into some other things that I've talked about. So number three, the third mistake that I am seeing businesses make on their websites is using way too much I language and you all language. When your clients are on your website and you're describing anything like your services or even your about page, you should try to not, you know, make it about you. You should really try to reframe it and make it about them, you know? So it should always be about your clients. This, this may sound harsh and it goes back to something I've said before, but no one cares about you and your story right now. Not at this point. So Going back to the story brand framework uh, by Donald Miller, this is all about their hero's journey, your client's journey, not yours. So maybe you've noticed in this whole episode, I've been using a lot of you language. I'm talking to you, the listener. I'm not talking to you all, like the whole audience, you know, because there's not a whole audience of 20 people huddled around your phone or computer right now. It's just one person, you. So the, the language on your website needs to be directed to talking to that one person that's in front of you, across the screen. How can you help them? So I want you to audit your website and your copy, and I want you to go ahead and change um, most of your I or you all language to reflect you talking to one singular person. Using you is gonna be better. Number four. Anchoring. This is very similar to language. Um, it's one of the things that you might be doing wrong on your website that you might not have any idea, right? So maybe you're using negative anchor words or negative anchor, you know, um, paragraphs or things in your copy like no or I don't offer this or I don't do this or I can't do that. Um, this type of language is not forward moving positive oriented language that's going to drive your client forward, you know? So for example, Saying something in your frequently asked questions like I don't send out raws is going it's just not going to do you any favors. You know, so first of all, not all of your clients, I would actually say very few of your clients know what a raw file is. So let's flip that to saying something like I deliver all of your final images in an online gallery. From there, you can, you know, choose your favorites, download them, uh, get things printed, blah, blah, blah. You know, so defining raw images or saying that. Um, you don't send out raw images for save that for your contracts. You know, that has no business being on your website. Your website needs to be a fun, positive place to be. Your website is a tool to sell. Your website is not a legal tool, you know? So another example could be asking questions that end with a yes answer throughout your website. Always, always do that. Do not ask them questions that end in no. So for example, are you as excited for your wedding as I am? Yeah, the answer is going to be yes, right? Your clients are going to end up saying yes 10 times in their head before they even get to your inquiry form, hopefully, right? So then by the time they get there and then by the time it comes to book, it's always just going to be one more easy yes, forward-moving thinking. 
So that's it for today. I know this was a meaty episode, so please feel free to listen to this again and again as you're going through your own website. Take some notes and look, you know, listen to it again while you're looking at your own website and kind of see what things you want to change or, or anything that inspired you. Take what works for you from this episode and leave what doesn't. And if you need an extra pair of eyes on your website, then like I said, head on down to the show notes because I'm offering my website audits for 50% off now through the end of January. So for the next you know latter two weeks of January 2024, I can't wait to help you transform your website and for you and your potential and, and just the way that your website is going to be serving your, your business and serving your clients. So uh, you know, if you've listened all the way to the, to the end of this episode, I'm assuming that you enjoyed the show. So thank you so much. I do just want to ask you to leave a review. You know, sharing um, this podcast on social media and leaving a review is really one of the only ways uh, to help a podcast grow. So I just really want you to take a minute to head on down there to the show notes and leave the show a review. If you're listening on Spotify, some of these episodes do have like a little prompted question. Um, so go ahead and check that out too. Um, we've gotten a couple of responses so far and it's just been awesome to interact with you guys. So in the future, I'm going to be calling out folks that have left a review. If you have any questions you want to ask, feel free to post those in your review or post those on the little questions that's on Spotify. And uh, yeah, I'll see you right back here in the next one.